Sometimes us Catholics get accused of being a death cult. Uh, it's kind of a strong word, but that's uh, kind of the, the phrase that is used among the, the ones that are most opposed. After all, yesterday we celebrated All Saints Day when we remember that the saints have a role in helping us and assisting us, that we can pray to them and we have a relationship with them and they assist us by those prayers. Those that accuse us of uh, having this, again, kind of a death call kind of thing, fail to realize, first of all, that we do not believe that the saints are dead, but alive in Christ, alive in God the Father, and Jesus himself says that. Uh, that in the scene of Abraham, uh, Jesus uh, shares with the Pharisees that he says, God says he is the, or actually Moses, I am the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob, not the God who was, but the God who is, all are alive in God. But second of all, they confuse prayer with worship. When we say pray, we're not talking about worship. Worship is to God alone. And we don't worship the Blessed Mother. We don't worship the saints. But the other part of that accusation is what we celebrate or actually commemorate today. Celebrate is the odd word for it, but commemorate. And that is the faithful departed, those souls that have gone before us in faith. But there's something missing, perhaps. And we, we know what it is. If yesterday was for the saints with all those that have uh, made it to heaven, that enjoy God's eternal grace already, well, why are we praying for the dearly departed? Because of something else. And again, it's not worship of the dead, but rather a remembrance that we aid those who have passed before us, that have died in God's grace, but are not ready yet for the kingdom of God. Now, how can this be? Well, sometimes we think that forgiveness means everything is okay. I used the analogy with the children this morning, and I, I continue to reflect on that. If somebody did something wrong to me, I use the analogy of somebody stole $100 from me, I can forgive that person, but that doesn't put that $100 back in my pocket. There is some act of reparation, perhaps, that needs to be done. We call those acts of reparation when they're referred to God as penance. That it doesn't earn us forgiveness. Forgiveness is God's gift and God's gift alone. But rather, because of God's forgiveness, then we say, I need to make a return. I need to do something that, first of all, undoes the sin that I did, that demonstrates that I do not desire to do it again and demonstrates my desire to live out that forgiveness in my life. So what would happen if we died with God's forgiveness but hadn't quite come to complete reparation yet? Or, that analogy ending, what would happen if we died in God's love and forgiveness but still had too much of this world in us. On, uh, I think it was Friday, I used the, the word, uh, the, it was the man who su suffered dropsy, which is edema, the, the, the holding on of water. And I keep reflecting on that. We hold on to so much stuff that causes us to be weighed down. 
I, uh, I like the uh, image from Dickens' A Christmas Carol. As Marley appears to Scrooge, Scrooge asks him, what are those chains? Because Marley is uh, covered in chains, and, and most uh, depictions, uh, movie depictions of this, have it quite uh, elaborate. Uh, there's one in particular that Marley pulls on a chain and the safe comes. And Marley says, these are the chains I forged throughout my life. These are the chains, Dickens, who was not Catholic, understood something that so often we die chained to this world. Too much attachment to this world. So what happens to the souls that are still spiritually edemic, that have too much of this world in them, too much that they're not ready to be in God's presence. They haven't died with a sin that would cast them into hell forever, but they're not ready for God's presence. Would God force himself on them? That doesn't seem like love. What is love is that God gives a state of purification. Uh, The the state is purgatory, a purging, a purgation. It's painful, but it's also joyful, because as one is being purged, they're being instructed and encouraged to let go of the things that bind them. They're being encouraged to do penance for the sins that they've been forgiven for, but they haven't quite made reparation completely. Those are the people we, we pray for this day. Those are the souls, and some we might know. We might not have known in life. Our parents, our grandparents, brothers, sisters, sadly, I'm sure, children, cousins, aunts, uncles, extended family and friends. We all know somebody that's died. And this year, perhaps more than any other, we're ever more aware of death. 220 plus thousand because of the coronavirus. We don't know the state of their souls. And so we pray for them. Only God knows where they are. We see there's a tendency for those that accuse us, for all they accuse us of being a death cult, they forget that God doesn't force himself. And so there is this move to almost automatically canonize everyone. Well, they're in heaven now. I don't know about you, but I don't have that kind of faith. I pray for them. I'm not being judgmental, but I know myself. I know human nature, not as well as, of course, God does, but I know we have attachments to this world. I know we have attachments to sin, and I know we don't always live that reparation out. And so we pray for them. We pray for those that have gone before us. Most importantly, I think this day reminds us not only to pray for those that have died, but to remember that someday we too will have passed from this world. There's an epitaph on a, on a gravestone uh, that's been used quite a bit. Where, I, where you are, I once was. Where I am, you will be. That's kind of what we remember this night. That this life for us too will end. No one lives forever. 
to a certain degree, thank God for that. But does that mean something for us? It ought to, as Our Lady of Fatima told us, penance, penance, penance. That we do penance for our sins. And perhaps this night, the most important penance we can do is praying for those who are still doing penance for theirs in purgatory. To do penance for them demonstrates our love for them, the love they may not have fully had on this earth for God and for neighbor. But when we do penance for them, even by participating in this Mass, what we're saying is we love them and we want them to enjoy God's glory for all eternity. The joy of purgatory is all who are there will sometime, someday, be in heaven. That shouldn't give us a reason to aim for pur- purgatory. Uh, I have a priest friend who, who once told his uncle, and his uncle shared with me, you better not aim for purgatory. Your aim is not that good. Aim for heaven. Aim for living this life so completely with penance in our hearts and our lives that when God decides to take us, we pass not through that state of purgatory, but we've already purged ourselves of the stuff that holds us bound to this world. And we've done reparation for our sins, knowing that first God has most importantly forgiven us, that we've lived a life of penance. For those who have died, may God grant them peace. For us, let us always remember that we too will die.